Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of One Vision. Joining us on the show today, all the way from Beijing, is Ken Liang, CEO and co-founder of Cheese, a digital banking platform that is named at primarily serving the Asian American community. Welcome to the show, Ken, and thank you for joining us at such an early hour. Mori, <clears throat> thanks for uh, inviting me. It's uh, glad to be here. We are anxious to hear your story. So first off, a very belated congratulations on your funding round that was announced back in March, and we heard all about it. Curious, um, can you tell our audience a little bit about your background and the concept behind cheese and also the name? Because cheese and Asians, normally they don't really quite go together in one sentence. Uh, yeah, so um, the journey really begins from the early days is uh, Back in 2008, when I first came to US as an international student. Um, and then um, at, the, at the end of first semester, uh, American buddies approached me and says, Hey, Ken, let's bicycle across US together. And I was like, What? Is this kind of request come out in US all the time? Um, I was confused, but um, I was very young and I sat there and couldn't find a reason to say no. So I said yes, and uh, we flew from LA to uh, uh, Seattle, rode the bicycle trip all the way to New York City, uh, 13 states, 100 days, and um, uh, a lot of beautiful things happened. Uh, I met my wife in Yellowstone, um, and also uh, uh, seeing a very diverse and beautiful um, countryside of uh, America, right? Um, East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, it's totally different. Along the way, a lot of strangers will approach us and then just give us uh, waters, give us food, give us cash, um, give us uh, um, shower tickets in a truck stop. Right? Those are just um, very beautiful memories. Um, and when I carry on my uh, education, but in the meantime, my uh, entrepreneurship, um, Cheese was my uh, third startup and seven companies. Um, I uh, was a. I joined Honey at early early days when we have less than twenty people, and uh, built another uh, product called Mula to help users get uh, post purchase protections. We scaled that product to two hundred thousand users in ten months, and then uh, we sold it to a Fortune five hundred companies. Um, while we were with the Fortune five hundred company for a few months, we decided to get back on the entrepreneur path and build something again. Uh, at the very beginnings, we have no idea uh, what we're trying to build, but we say, let's try to make something that meets uh, three conditions altogether. Uh, we want to build something that we personally uh, has bad experience with. Uh, so then you become faithful with the problem. Uh, secondly, we want to find a problem that uh, it's pretty common, very universal. However, different segments has the issue, so that uh, different segments actually have their own customized demands. Um, you can then focus on one segment at a time. Uh, the third uh, uh, requirement is to provide something that can impact users' uh, life on a daily basis. Uh, so with these three uh, conditions, uh, we did uh, a lot of user surveys, uh, brainstorm like crazy, consume uh, a lot of 
coffee beans. And then uh, eventually we pivoted three times and they decided to uh, work on cheese. Um, the name behind cheese is, uh, there was a pattern there, right? Because uh, I go from honey and then I build mula and now cheese. They are all slang for money. Um, and uh, when you think of cheese, right, it's, it's mostly joyful and brings some strength and brings uh, happiness to users. Uh, we want to try to make money uh, less stressful, but more rewarding, more joyful for users. Um, that's why we uh, eventually pick uh, cheese as the, the brand name. Uh, and our users love it. Um, I think the recent surveys, right, um, about one-tenth of users sign up because they like the design, they like the, the name, they like the logo, and we are uh, very happy about it. Um, so that's kind of the background story of cheese. So, so when you, you think about getting into doing banking in the United States, you know, the United States is considered this sort of modern economy, developed mm -hmm. economy. Uh, as your personal experience has shown, you know, you, there's a lot of problems around banking, though. So we still have a lot of people that are underbanked or unbanked, some 40, some odd million people. Mm -hmm. And it does not really meet the needs of the immigrant communities. So in the past year, we've seen a lot of sort of community-focused fintech startup mm -hmm. that are focused on, you know, African-American community, Asian-American communities, LGBTQ, companies like First Boulevard and Greenwood and Daylight, and now Cheese. And, and this, is, this is a great development to sort of focus on specific needs. And do you think, you know, wh wh what is the difference between now and in, in how you're, you're doing this now and all these other companies are doing this now and, you know, say five years ago? Like, wh why now with all these very, very focused fintechs? I think, um, I think this chain is pretty uh, encouraging and uh, we can probably say, um it the the technology and the time uh even COVID, um make it possible to um to now finally we have some community focused basis banks right um because uh, the tech make uh everything possible right uh, plats uh, galileo and all the other uh platforms uh make make uh make it easy for startups to launch your programs without uh, some heavy integrations. Um, COVID changed a lot of things, uh, but also make people to rethink um, what matters to users, right? what matters to them. Uh, and at the end of the day, when you are in a very difficult times, you look into your communities. Uh, you want to be helpful, but you also want to um, uh, gain support and gain strength from people who has a, um, a similar mind. I think that's why we're seeing a booming from uh, green, uh, Greenwoods to uh, First Bolivar to Daylights and Cheese. Um, it is pretty interesting to say US probably has the most advanced um, banking systems. Uh, however, right, um, the first Challenger Bank showed up in, uh, in UK, I think it's 2010. Um, but uh, it is fair to say the immigrant segments in the U.S., uh, when you come down to banking experience, um, it's almost like 10 years behind. 
uh, I came to US like 2008, right? Uh, and I feel like for international students and immigrants, the banking experience stayed the same. Uh, you still have crazy amount of overdraft fees, banking fees, uh, and you barely have any options, right? If you don't go for the big uh, traditional uh, banks, um, then you have no other alternative. Uh, mo most of the challenge banks in the US can even support immigrants, can even support people who do not have social security numbers, right? Uh, and these segments, they spend over a trillion in US every day, uh, every year, um, and still got left behind. I think this is very uh, unfair. And also, um, a lot of challenge bank and traditional banks see these users are risky because their cell phone is new, their email is new, their address is new, and there are uh, lack of data to check uh, and identify the users, right? The KYC and the AML structure is just completely uh, need to be uh, rebuilt. Um, and for them, it's like opportunity cost, right? So, um, how big it is for 47 million users compared to um, 200 million users that you can target, right? So it, it is really a focus and uh, um, also people who, who think it matters uh, need to step up and uh, help advance the banking experience in these segments. Um, I think we, we didn't expect COVID happened, um, but uh, it kind of speed up a lot of progress. It also um, makes the users have a, a open mind to accept new uh, new things, new adventures. And also, uh, I, I think people are trying to figure out a way to uh, create a passive habit that can impact things that they care. Uh, and your time and your money is two biggest um, important things that you can think of. Um, and I think uh, we are very uh, encouraging to see uh, both Asians and non-Asian users uh, begin to use uh, cheese and uh, uh, use some of the features that we have to support the communities. Um, and the tech really make it uh, easy to launch compared to uh, 10 years ago. And that makes sense. I mean, you know, you have this banking as an infrastructure sort of enabling these new business models. And, you know, when you do go back and you think about sort of the evolution of neobanks, I mean, it really started off with simple and move in and some of these in 2007, 2008, 2009, that sort of leapt into what, what happened in the UK. But most of these were simply UX on top of existing rails. And mm -hmm. what you're doing is taking all of the sort of new built rails and building a community around that. One of the things um, last week, you know, Newbank out of Brazil got this huge round of, of funding. But when you when you look at what they're doing in Brazil, they're really they have 40 million you know customers out in Brazil and other markets, and they're looking to expand. One of the first things they do is they give every single new customer ten dollars in credit, and then they see mm -hmm. what they use it with. You know, use it for who they give it to. You know how they either buy something or maybe lend it to someone else. And then they're gaining all this insight about those users that had no history. There's no credit bureau in, in, in most of, you know, Latin America. And so they, they're doing something that has really been sort of the pinnacle of what a lot of Asian uh, fintechs have done, you know, with Ant and Tencent and others. So when you compare, you know, the U.S. market and what you're able to build to 
what you see in China, you know, what you use every day in China, what you use and grab in others in Southeast Asia, how would you compare the ecosystems of enablement uh, between those two? Think about those two. Yeah, so um, cheese is actually completely based in the US. We have um, all the infrastructure, all the team members are in, uh, uh, in US, right? I traveled to, to China just for per, uh, personal purpose. Uh, but um, we are actually a, a local banks um, and we're using all the license uh, locals. Uh, we only for, uh, open for uh, US consumers uh, at the moment. Um, it's very interesting you say the Brazil China bank give everybody ten dollars to see what they what they react right um, in the US the the data infrastructure is a lot more advanced right so if you connect with Plaid you get um, strong strong data to analyze and understand the users um, we we are trying to build something just beyond no fee and cashback um, for the users right we're trying to uh, Get into lending and credits. Uh, we we want to be able to provide the first trade line for newcomers uh, when the product is ready. Um, so when we are designing the the models, we actually heard similar stories, uh, just like the Brazil uh, charger banks, right? Um, um, product developer will just hand out cash on the street of New York, and then see how many people will. Um, put the money back at the end of the day. That's how they calculate the the, the loss ratio, uh, and I think it's pretty funny. Uh, but um, it, it is a, a very interesting way to collect data. Uh, what the Brazil Bank is doing. Um, a lot of things are very different compared to the uh, finance tech in uh, in in China and uh, versus in US, right? Um, we 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 want to stay focused for the u.s consumers and i think what we want to build for the next is really try to build uh, something that um uh do not require a social security number or do not require a, a credit profile but still can help users to establish their credit profile establish uh, trade lines uh, as long as the behavior is positive toward to their master profile in the credit bureau, um, and in, in China the the finance uh, industry is really another different kind of animals. I I really don't have too much knowledge about it, but um, uh, I'm seeing very interesting changes. Um, the cashless payments uh, tech in in China's uh, it feel like China skip uh, a period, uh, uh, age. China skip an age and then go straight to cashless, right? Because uh, you're supposed to go for tabless or counterless uh, debit card or credit cards, um, and then you evolve slowly to cashless. Uh, however, because of the the giant tech uh, companies in, in in China and also um, pandemic and other incidents, it really kind of um, amplified the, the demands of uh, a lot more advanced um, um, finance, finance uh, innovations. Right? For example, right, um, when I was 
still a, a, a high school students in China, right? You need to carry a heavy amount of cash um, to make any purchase, right? Because the biggest amount of the the Chinese currency was a uh, hundred yuan, and uh, that's like ten dollars, right? Imagine uh, you have to buy something for uh, for, for imagine you have to buy something and you have to carry uh, about ten thousand um, uh, uh, yuan uh, in your pocket, right? That's a, a lot of paper and also very risky. Um, and then uh, uh, there are a lot of uh, compliance, right? There are a lot of um, security issues, uh, money laundries, um, um issues as well. So that's why it just suddenly skip an age and then go directly to uh, digitalize. Uh, right now, even the, the local government is trying to push out uh, a digital, digital, digital uh, yuan, right? Um, basically, there are no paper uh, currencies uh, in China um, completely. Even um, even you go buy um, a watermelon on the streets, right? You don't uh, need cash and the merchants don't accept cash because it's easier for them to uh, just go uh, digitalize. Um, and it's pretty fascinating, but I think um, the U.S. still carry on a very uh, normal speed when it comes down to payments, uh, and uh, credit is still uh, something we, we focus on. Um, and we can't really compare two countries because the infrastructure, the calculation systems between personal credits and <clears throat> personal data are also very, very different. I think that's fair. I remember uh, when Brad and myself, we were in uh, Shanghai and then in mm -hmm. Hongzhou, we, we visited, was that like three years ago now? We were, oh my God, we, we were trying to use the DD app for the cab. Mm -hmm. And of course it didn't work because we had a foreign credit card. And yeah. um, and I had no idea I was I was paying in, um, in, in cash and the cab driver was yelling at me in Mandarin. I had no idea what he said. And as it turns mm -hmm. out that he was upset, I was giving him cash because he doesn't want to carry cash. I'm like, there was nothing else I can do because my app is not working. But the, like you said, I think the, the way how digital payment is used and perceived is very different mm -hmm. in, in China versus in here. We still, we love our cards. We still love our yep. checks. <laughs> I still write checks and we love mm -hmm. our cash. Um, so it, it is it is very different. It's like like night and day. Let's switch a little bit. You mentioned earlier, um, you know, and, and I remember reading about it in some of your interviews. You stress a lot about the social components of mm -hmm. cheese, right? About community, about giving back, and and I think that coincides with a lot of the um, social challenges we've been seeing in the United mm -hmm. States. Um, you know, be it the Black Lives Movement or all the recent incidents with regards to Asian communities around the country. And so talk to us a little bit about the Give Back Fund of Cheese mm -hmm. and the cash back for um, customers shopping and businesses owned by Asian American. What are these initiatives and what prompted you to start them and how has the response been? Yeah, it was... Um... It was not an easy topic to discuss, right? So I, I, uh, I was in. I, I live in San Gabriel Valley, the the Los Angeles um, area, um, and when uh, 
I think March 2020, when uh, when Trump declared national emergency, uh, we were so shocked, and um, the entire area uh, has a shortage of uh, of guns uh, because everybody feels um, feels insecure, un un and uh, um, the the guns just sold out, um, and we were so worried that and and that was just the beginnings because uh, then after after the the lockdowns we have um a lot of protests a lot of uh, of the, a lot of fires um, and then we have um uh, the second wave of covets and then we have the big fire in our way um and the the air purifiers um got sold out again right we were were diying um a home uh, air purifier with our fans and uh the futures, um, you, you can DIY it because um, the air condition was very bad. And I have a newborn baby girl. Uh, it was my firstborn, so I, I, I feel very insecure. Un um, and it was a very, very tough time for me. I, I got scared. Um, it was a, a time I when I think back, uh, still full of sorrows. Um, and when you when you have your first baby, you 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 change from a man to a father, right? And then you you really want to say, what can I do to leave this place better than I found it, right? Uh, and also, what can I do to to make it better for my my kids? Uh, even she's pretty young, right? Um, and we were, I was working with my 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 wife, and then uh, we were saying that um, can we do something so easy? But also uh, universally agreed um, by a lot of people um, to to improve these uh, issues, right? Because um, the topic of the AAPI's uh, discriminations and uh, the the issues with violence, right? It's not just happens um, because of COVID, right? It happens um, in the past few generations already, right? I personally experienced uh, it when I was a, a student, right? So um, we were saying. Uh, let's provide a uh, very strong cashback features uh, because of our backgrounds from honey from the other top tier uh, rewards companies we have the knowledge and the skill to build something that uh, can provide users a very compelling um, reward experience in the meantime we give users an options they can keep their cash back or they can donate it to uh, a give back funds and the give back funds uh, work with uh, uh, nonprofit that are at the front lines fighting for uh, the communities, right? I think we are not heroes. The, the nonprofits organizations are the real heroes, right? They have a group of volunteers uh, going out to protect the elderly and also distributing uh, foods to to people who uh, in need. And we want to just be a small part of it. Um, so we 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 also took the courage to make a stand um, and make the announcement in March to say we are the first China banks aiming to uh, support the Asian uh, communities and immigrant segments. Uh, we receive not only applause, um, um, right, but also a lot of critical sizes and a lot of um, warning as well. Uh, but we decide to, um, to support it because we care. Uh, it is very important um, to stand up for what you believe in um, and not tell, uh, I think from our users we collect over $30,000 from the cashback 
and it all donated to uh, nonprofits. Uh, and then uh, we want to make it as a uh, long going uh, features. And so the users can always choose to keep the money or donate it to the give back funds. Um, I think it is, a, it, it is a small effort, but uh, it, it will help to, um, to, to, to improve the community little by little. Um, we're also seeing college students uh, using cheese card to pay tuitions and they receive uh, cash back out of it, right? Uh, it, it, it will be something I want when I was uh, a student a few years ago. Um, and when you see your problems got solved um, and users are enjoying it, it's, it's really achievements. And we want to do what we can to make this world a little, little bit better. Um, and um, I think it takes a long effort it also takes um, a whole community to, to decide this is matter, right? Um, and the Asian segments has this kind of um, unique quality uh, until someone really step up, uh, step uh, in your front doors, you'll maintain silence and you will, you will let it go, right? I, I'm not sure why this quality is so, um, so strong, but uh, it is what we are, right? Um, and uh, I decided to, to not uh, deal with this uh, silently, right? I, I want to say uh, I'm going to stand up for this, and uh, I want to build something that a lot of people can still support it, but um, maintain silent. However, their behavior are actually contributing to improve the community. Kudos to you on that. I, I just want to make a quick comment. And I was nodding furiously because I, I was born and raised in Hong Kong, right? And, um, mm -hmm. and then I came to the States. And I remember I was always told and brought up in a way by my parents that keep your head down. Yeah. Don't, don't you know, make any trouble. Don't cause any trouble. And just yeah. walk away. And, you know, things will be okay. That's how we were brought up. And um, and I think it, it, it's probably likely a culture difference, right? Because I noticed that my children absolutely will not do that. And they're, they're born and raised here. And, mm -hmm. and it's really fascinating to watch because that creates also a perception that mm -hmm. Asians are more submissive. And that also creates a whole host of challenges when it comes to leadership, right? Oftentimes yep. we talk about why we have less Asians on the top of the of the um, leadership chain. And a lot of that is because how we perceive as leadership is very different, right? In Asia, you you try to collaborate more, you try to get consensus and and you work hard, you keep your head down. And here is whoever is the loudest, get the mic yeah. and get the power. So, but you know, all is, is a lot to say kudos to you and your team for for standing up for you, what you believe in. I, I think that is very important, not just for the community, but also to show others this is how we can work together for a better future. Yeah, I think I want to throw in an example, right? So COVID makes uh, other things uh, hard, especially for small business owners. Uh, we have close friends who used to own uh, four uh, restaurants, but COVID was longer than uh, I think 13 months now, 
and he has to shut down like four, a third of three of them, and he, he is trying barely making the last ones um, uh, maintaining. Right, um, uh, it, it is the Joy Kitchen in uh, Arcadia Mall, and uh, we list that restaurants in the five percent cashback um, uh, restaurants, and we're seeing users go shop there. Right, they the user get the rewards, the merchants gets. Uh, more foot traffic, more sales. Uh, it makes the communities um, uh, safer, uh, and also um, it help uh, all the parties to recover from COVID faster. Um, I think we are proud to see real changes uh, from the program, and uh, I'm seeing uh, meaningful uh, impacts, um, and that's something that really uh, add up to your 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 belief systems right because you you really see um your your actions is making something better um, uh, slowly and little by little um and i, I think that's uh, that's what keep us going it's just really really helping the small communities to uh, to get better um and i think that's a very important um, mindset especially in COVID. I, I I think about you know the approach that banks and and banking has has historically sort of given to I wouldn't even call them immigrant communities I would just simply say non-white communities in this country and you know banking has always sort of had a stack up against people that weren't white and we yeah. have hundreds of years of examples of you know how things aren't equal and and so when when I've seen you know, banks try to reach out to African-Americans or LGBTQ or Asian-Americans or whoever it might be, they fall short because they think of them as a segment. They think, oh, we could just change a headline or change a graphic or use different colors or, you know, put put different pictures of people and that will attract business. Um, but it's only, you know, banks that are truly focused on the needs of these communities that it really makes sense. Uh, so, what do you think banks are getting wrong about what it means to actually form community? And when it when it's in particular about the AAPI community and sort of the challenges, especially in the last 15 months, mm -hmm. yeah. what, what, what message would you kind of tell, you know, Jamie Dimon and Chase or tell Bank of America that, hey, you don't get it and this is why? Yeah. Um, I think the entire concept is um, uh, how do you, uh, it, it could be very simple, right? Treat others like uh, you want to be treated, right? Um, uh, I think banks still heavily relies on fees, right? Over jobs and uh, um, monthly fee. Uh, it was, um forget the numbers, right? But it was a uh, um, couple billions uh, every year. Um, and when you try to provide a service and try to establish a trust, but still charging a lot of um, unnecessary fees, right? Um, we, we, we will doubt your intention there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, banks really need to have a very open mind. Um, a lot of um, issues are not unsolvable, right? But it's mainly a mentality uh, issues. Um, it was a very struggled journey uh, for Cheese to 
get uh, our, our issue bank. In the past, uh, in, in the first uh, six months, I talked with uh, 38 banks. All of them rejected us simply because they think the KYC and AIM system uh, is too complex to, to build. Um, but the good thing is the, the best one say yes to us, uh, which is Coastal Community Bank. And at the end of the day, it's right, the modern tech and the modern um, data um, make it easy and possible to do anything you want. Um, however, right, the, if the banker think this is too risky, if the compliance officer says we're not going to do that, then it basically it is end of the story, right? Um, for example, crypto could be well accepted um, in futures, but if bank says this is not uh, within our compliance um, limit, um, then you're, you're, you're kind of out of the conversation. I think bankers really need to have a, a open minds and uh, get down to um, go back to the streets, go back to a branch, talk with the users and ask them how they feel, what they want, right? Um, traditional banks uh, has this kind of legacy uh, power and legacy uh, environment that they control the banking systems. Uh, but I think uh, when they see more and more challenge banks coming up and also the, the young generations think differently uh, than the original users that they have 20 years ago, uh, traditional banks need to catch up uh, I don't think it's a tech problems. I think mostly it's a mentality uh, issues, right? Uh, bankers really need to have a modern banking mindset. Um, and the rest of the issues will, will, will be fixed easily with the current uh, tech infrastructure. Um, that's what I, what I think um, Church Japan need to do is go back to the users, talk with the users, right? Uh, ask them what they feel about the banking experience they have and what they want and give the users what they want, but not design the feature as how I can charge the user and make profit out of it, right? That's completely two different angle. Um, and I think that's kind of a, a key a difference between a traditional bank and challenger bank. We had a saying um, that we quote quite often is that when we think about a lot of these challenges, right, economic inequality, financial inclusion, or lack thereof, these are all solvable problems. And it's not yeah. tech problems, as you say, right? It's not the coding, it's not, it's not the lack of technology to bridge all of that. It's how we perceive things, it's our culture, our mentality, it's people problems, and that can yeah. be solved. So with that being said, what are your plans? that you can talk about um, for the future of Cheese. Um, are you planning to expand to other communities? Are you adding different features? Um, what, what are you thinking about? Yes, um, we are, we're very glad to see that um, a lot of users actually are beginning to use uh, uh, Cheese, but they are actually non-Asian non users. They simply just enjoy the, uh, the features. Uh, also, we finally can uh, um, begin to accept users who do not have a social security numbers um you will you will you'll come probably end of june or very early july to being able to make it happens 
the cheese team moved mountains for that. And uh, um, we, we, we were looking for a partner bank that can uh, do no assessment onboarding. That's why we got rejected 38 times. <laughs> but uh, we're very glad that we, uh, we make it happen. Um, <clears throat> now uh, international students and uh, newcomers can enjoy the modern banking experience, right? Um, and uh, after that, we really want to um, uh, get into how to help users build credits. Because um, credit system in the U.S. is so complicated. Um, it's so complicated that um, if you don't have a social security number or you don't have credit profile, you basically have to learn how to hack it. Otherwise, you, you're stuck there, right? So we, we've been there. Uh, we we hacked, hacked there, right? Um, so we want to um, create something that can really help users to and build their first trade lines or uh, additional trade lines to improve their credit profile, uh, make um, lending more accessible for users. Um, that's something that we, we want to work on. Um, the, 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 the Asian focus, it's our original story, uh, but on the users, right, so we're actually seeing a very diverse combinations, um, Asian, non-Asians, um, are enjoying the products uh, daily. We're seeing a pretty uh, strong growth on the user and transactions. Um, and then we talk with our users almost uh, every week to kind of uh, understand what their demand is. Uh, I think after the no assistance uh, launch, we want to really focus on credit. You remind me of uh, Billy Simons. She's co-founder of Daylights. And when she came on our show a couple of months ago, she mentioned that she spent a lot of time talking to users, understanding, you know, what other challenges, what they want, et cetera. And we, and we find that becoming a common theme mm -hmm. for startups. Like you said, you know, stay close to the ground and, and actually talk to people. Um, Brad and I, we challenge that, you know, our banker friends, when was the last time you actually ask a customer what they want? Survey yeah. that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> anyway, this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. It's very inspirational and the best of luck to to the next milestone. And do keep us posted. And um, and for our listeners, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of One Vision. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>